financial controls, more importantly, effective financial controls on absolute must have for any business. It makes no difference whether your business is an acorn sized business or a mighty oak. It doesn't make any difference whether you're a manufacturing business, you're a retailer, a service-based business or not-for-profit. Whatever your business shape is, whatever your business size is, you need to have effective financial controls. In this podcast, I'm going to explain to you the five things you need to have to have an effective and powerful financial control system in your business. It's summarised by the wonderful new monarch, Poor Ad. Think about a puppy, think about his paw, add the letters AD, and you've got that five-letter mnemonic. What does that stand for? Keep listening, and I'll expand on what that mnemonic represents. You're listening to the I Hate Numbers podcast with Mahmood Reza. The I Hate Numbers podcast mission is to help your business survive and thrive by you better understanding and connecting with your numbers. Number loving care is what it's about. Tune in every week. Now here's your host, Mahmood Reza. Hi folks, my name is Mahmood. I'm a business finance coach, accountant and tax advisor. And for 28 plus years, I've been helping hundreds and thousands of businesses make more money, improve their financial awareness, reduce the anxiety and stress they experience in their business and have the business they so desire. And I want that for you. Let's crack on with the podcast. And before we dive deeper and actually expand on that wonderful little mnemonic I introduced at the beginning, poor ad, let's establish, first of all, the positive aspect of having financial controls or controls of any description. Controls are there primarily to make sure you reach your objectives. Whatever objectives you've set yourself, whatever your northern star looks like, controls are there to make sure that you achieve them, you achieve them successfully with minimum stress, minimum anxiety, minimum bumps in the road and minimum disasters. So I want you to embrace the idea of controls. Don't look at them as a straitjacket. Don't look at them as a restriction. Look at them as something positive that you need to do to monitor by in order to get your end stated objective. Let's crack on. Now, the P in Porad is plan. Numbers will float around your business, money that you're spending on various activities from marketing to freelancers to paid staff to buying in products to research development. Money will come in from a variety of sources, different products and services that you're selling. But it means nothing at all to your business to say, how are you doing? Unless you have a parameter, unless you've got a yardstick to measure against. So your plan is the central, is the framework upon which all control systems rest. Your plan, your financial plan is a representation of your business journey, your business future, your business story plan, if you want translated it into what it looks like with figures overlaid please check out the podcast notes for links to earlier episodes where i've talked about the beauty of a business story plan financial story planning and how you go about it so first of all we need that plan that plan represents in numbers a reflection of the business journey you're undertaking to get to your northern star to get your business objectives that plan ideally that you've produced perhaps over a 12-month horizon should be broken down into discrete milestones. That business financial plan should be broken down to what it looks like on a month-by-month basis. That is your expectation of what should be happening. Now, notice the emphasis on the words should and expected because anything 
That is, into the future, every time we look through the windscreen of our business, we don't necessarily know 100% what's going to happen. So that's the first thing we need. We need, what does the plan say? What does the plan look like? The next thing, we need to make sure we've got reality. So for example, if I've planned to achieve £120,000 worth of profit for the next 12 months, I would break that down into say, for example, at the end of the first month, I expect to generate a profit of £10,000. Nice and easy, I can do that in my head while speaking into the microphone. Now, as that first month has elapsed, somewhere in my accounting systems, I've actually captured the actual activity, the money that I've spent, the invoices that I've generated, the costs that I've incurred, and I've then got what the actual figure looks like for the profit that's been achieved in that same month. And let's say for argument's sake, the profit I've achieved, the A, the actual, is £8,000. I'm measuring that against my expectation, my £10,000 expectation, and I say straight away, there's a £2,000 difference which brings us on to the W in poor ad. Now that £2,000 variation or variance, if you want to put on your technical accounting and finance hat on, is saying that the difference between the expectation, the plan, and the actual, the reality, is £2,000. And that's £2,000, and that's going to be a negative outcome. So we typically put that in brackets or put it in red, and that shows us that we've not achieved the profit we were hoping to do in that first month. Now, this is not the time to get depressed. This is not the time to say this is the end. This is just the first month we're looking at, and it's the first footprint. Now, that £2,000 variation leads us neatly onto the W, the why. Having identified there's a variation, and it should be done whether it's positive or negative, we then go and investigate what's happening. And it could be that we haven't actually sold as much as we expected in that month, it could be we've had to reduce the prices to our customers. It could be we're spending more than we expected, or it could be as a result of selling more, our costs go up as a result. So we need to discover the why, what's going on, why has that result occurred as £2,000 to our detriment. And again, it doesn't actually mean that you know it's a disaster, doesn't mean that everything's going wrong, but I would rather have an indicator early on in my journey then right at the end, when it's far too late to change anything. So the why, there could be positive reasons, there could be negative reasons, but we need to investigate and try and understand why. Now, as a footnote, if you've got information recorded when you're putting together your plan and you check back to your assumptions, well, that's going to be really quite insightful and helpful when you figure out the why. So we've got the planning, we've got the actual, we've got the why. Why are these results different to my expectations? The next thing is to decide what's the actions that we're going to undertake, what's the activities we're going to do to actually put it right. So if it is we are paying too much compared to what we were promised initially, we go back and talk to our supplier. If it's because we're wasting more materials, if we're a manufacturing or we're a retailer, if it's because we're paying more for freelancers than we expected, if it's because wages have gone up, is it because we haven't put the prices up in line with what we are saying? Is it because the marketing we're investing hasn't quite generated the results? So what are we going to do? We can have those discussions. We can put certain things right. Certain things, by the way, let's be realistic, will be beyond our control. So we're going to focus on the things that we can change and that we can affect and that we can control. And we're largely going to not ignore, but not overstress on the things that we can't do much about. So if interest rates have gone up, 
if the suppliers have put all their prices up across the board and there's no wiggle room, then to a large extent, we have to still try and manage it the best we can, but there's little we can do to actually affect it in the short term. Now, lastly, and this is probably the most powerful thing to do of all, it's all very well analysing, it's all very well understanding, it's all very well deciding what's going on and doing something about it, but we've actually got to do something. Action, the D, do something. Take action, be decisive, move forward. Now, as a business owner, you will be doing things that aren't always comfortable. You will be doing things that are going to be quite joyous. There's a whole mixture of things that we do as business owners, but you need to do something. If you just merely let it slide and ignore it, the situation will deteriorate as a result. If you merely do nothing at all and the situation deteriorates, it's not something you're going to be particularly proud of. So folks, there you have it. Poor ad. It should be noted that control is the active part of our business journey. It's the things that we do. The controls are the mechanisms and devices we have in place to help us achieve and make those decisions. Please do check out the show notes. There'll be some links there to previous podcast episodes. Dig through, go through the library. There's loads of material there, information there, that's going to be really useful for you. What do you think to the poor ad mnemonic? What would you add? And do you have controls in your business? I'd love to hear your comments. If you feel there's somebody out there who could benefit, I'd love it if you could share that with them. If there's something you want to explore, you want to further that conversation, then drop me a line. The contact details are in the show notes. But until next week, folks, happy poor ad. We hope you enjoyed this episode and appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show. We hope you got some value. If you did, then we'd love it if you shared the episode. We look forward to you joining us next week for another I Hate Numbers episode. Numbers.